I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten since when, Hugh? I thought it was a ten out of ten. No, we've done eight out of ten couples so far. Already. Yeah. Wow, I know. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It is actually, yeah. By Monday, we'll have done all the couples and they'll be moving back to Sydney. And we can move back to the juicy bit. <laughs> the r- In fairness, though, everybody thinks that maths is just about the weddings, but it's not really. The weddings, like, it, I'm kind of eager to get the weddings out of the way at yeah. this stage and move on to when they're actually living together and the interactions of when they're living together. But we've had a fair old bit of drama in episodes two, three and four. And we better cover them. Let's. Yeah, let's. Let's do it couple by couple. And let's start with Harrison and Bronte. Okay. All right. We'll start with Harrison <laughs> and Bronte. That car crash that is since, Harrison and Bronte. Yeah, since episode two actually opened up with Kira WhatsApping her. And she came up with this information that Jessica was only doing it because she wanted a bridesmaid. Now, I'm sorry. You don't but, buy it. Oh, I do. I do buy that. That's a possibility. But even if it was true, it bears no relationship to anything. The, the substance of the allegation is that he was dating somebody else and all the rest of it. And also, she should have a big problem with the fact that he lied, lied, lied. As she confronted him with the information, he kept on lying and trying to get out of it. That hasn't changed. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And it's you're getting back to that kind of scenario of you're treating the symptoms, but not the cause. Yeah. And the thing about it is, as I say, it hasn't changed in the slightest. And yet she puts down the call and she talks about my poor husband. Yeah, but hang on for a second. Even during the call, it actually irked me a little bit the way Kira was saying, oh, you're so well matched. You're so well suited. And you're you're good on so well. And <laughs> oh, Hang on for a second. Do you remember episode one? And she couldn't keep her poker face and she was like livid. And and even before she actually even, even before Harrison met Bronte, the sister was saying, don't like him. I don't no, like him. I've no, got bad vibes. Yeah. There's a chill in the air. You know, <laughs> sorry, what changed? I have a theory. And my theory is this. And it is only a theory, but I think it's a reasonable theory. This person, i.e. Bronte, wants to be on the show no matter what. And I go back to the end of episode one again. And Kira says, oh, no, this Kira's getting all worked up. And she says, act normal, act normal. Bronte wants to be on the show no matter what. So she's forgiven him. No, no, let let me give you the theory. Let me give you the mechanics of the theory. The mechanics of the theory are this. She goes to Kira and she says, listen, we better sort this out. I'm staying on this show no matter what, because they could cut me out of the show completely. And she says, WhatsApp me, WhatsApp me and tell me that it's all the whole thing is all about being being a bridesmaid. God, Hugh, I love your conspiracy. It's, it's what happened. <laughs> OK, so at the end of the day, she's forgiven him. She's forgiven her poor husband. She says she's forgiven her poor husband, yeah? Well, no, it, it seems obvious that she has forgiven her poor husband yeah. and she's willing to I move know. on. Okay, I So I suppose then later on in the week we see them sitting there drinking wine and he's telling her how sexy she looks and he <laughs> wants to jump over the table. Drunkenly. And, you know. Creepily. Yeah, I know. It is a bit sickening actually, isn't it? Um, and she's looking straight at the camera mortified 
when he said, I want to jump over the table mm. and basically jump your bones. And she's she actually stares at the camera and mortified. You can see the embarrassment on her face. Mm. But she's going with it. And it's all good. And they're getting on really well. And, you know, the sexual chemistry is obviously there. And, you know, then we cut to the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not what you expect. But it's really embarrassing to them lying in bed. He's like staring at the ceiling, traumatized to bits. <laughs> and she's lying on her side. There's nothing. There's no communication at all. And it's like, oh, wow. What happened here? Yeah. I mean, we can speculate about what happened. This and is we not, are going to speculate well, this what is, happened. Well, this is not an explicit pro- uh, podcast. So we, we're not going to express it. We're not going to speculate too much on what happened. Yeah, but I think we can say that, that that whatever they intended to do failed. Yeah, things um, didn't rise to the occasion, maybe yeah. the way they should The mechanics of the situation didn't exactly work according to plan. But either way, she wants to talk to him the following morning. And she is very clear about saying, I don't want to be that person who doesn't communicate. And, you know, we need to talk about things and get it out in the open and move on from it. Yeah. So she seems really happy to do that. And she wants to do that. Him, on the other hand. No, he doesn't want to talk at all and he shuts it down. I can't even remember the phrase he used. but Something like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Not, yeah. that they, not that they talked about it really anyway. She just opened the conversation and said she was willing to communicate about it. And he just basically walked off and they didn't spend any time that well, day he together. Wants to be, he wants to be alone. So mm. melodramatic. I want to well, be alone. I mean, you know, you're on a honeymoon. You're only up with one other person there. And you want to be on your own in a beautiful place. Now, I don't know. Everybody's different. But I've been on my own in beautiful places. And it doesn't Aww, do much for you. me. Aww. That was pre-Linda. <laughs> pre-Linda. Okay. Now I can't even go down for a carton of milk. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. I'm ringing you. asking you to bring back 10 more things as well. No. Oh, and by the way. Why I'm asking there? you to come with me. <laughs> yeah, you do actually. Yeah. But that was them. Uh, and that was the situation at that point. Then it cuts to dinner. Yeah, so it, it seems as if she's really kind of trying to, OK, move on from this. He's had his time on his own. Maybe he's feeling a little bit better and we'll try again. We'll go out and we'll have a nice dinner and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And and I think he want, he did want to talk at that stage, though, didn't he? He did want to talk at that yeah. stage. And then he accuses her of not wanting to talk about it. I mean, it's gaslighting, Hugh. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's actually painful to watch. One of the things he did, and I'm going to run back to episode one, and I'm sorry about that because I know we said we wouldn't really do that. But one of the things he did was she said to him about the girl initially, she her first accusation to him at that time about what's this about the 20 year old girl? And then she, she expanded on it a little and he used a technique called agree and amplify. And I think people should know about that technique. Yeah. That's exactly what he You've did. You've mentioned that to me before. He agreed right? and amplified because what he did was he said, yes, I was sure I was with multiple women. I was single. Numerous different women. Yeah. He used that and then he left her with nowhere to go. In other words, you're the problem, not me. And yet again, he brings it up over dinner where he says, you know, it'll take me a while to find you sexually attractive again. So was it something she did? You're the problem, not me. Absolutely. It's always going to be somebody else. Not the eight glasses of wine I drank. And that's assuming the eight glasses of wine had something to do with it. (laughs) I mean, some people perform even better when they've got eight glasses of wine in them, let's face it. (laughs) Okay, listen, this podcast is not all about me. Yeah, don't flatter yourself, you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's just because he just enjoys a chase? 
He enjoyed the chase. He enjoyed the fact that he had to work for her when she wasn't really talking to him and he wasn't she wasn't sure about whether or not she was going to continue. And he had to chase her. And during that time when he was carrying her suitcases and he was all over her, it was it was no. all well and good. No, had her. no I, I just I, I don't. And, and he here's, stuck with here's her why. Now, here's why. No, no, here's why. He didn't do any chasing. As they say on another famous uh, reality show, he did no grafting whatsoever. He didn't do any grafting. Did no, but he I, was I, rude. He was gaslighting her. He was telling her he was with multiple women. And guess what? He still was able to sleep with her. Yeah, but hang on for a second, Hugh. But then after that, you see them going on honeymoon. You see him carrying her suitcases in and he was very complimentary to her. And, oh, yeah, and holding her hand and saying, oh, you know, Jessica only wanted her five minutes of fame. Let's not give her any more oxygen and all of this. And he was very complimentary flirting with her, saying how sexy she looked and all of that kind of stuff. Now, don't tell me that's not grafting. You want to take a leaf out of his book, Hugh Ellis. <laughs> that, that bit will be cut out anyway. I grafted 20 times harder than that. Yeah, Not that yeah. I mind it. Okay. It was yeah. all fun. All fun. What we'll do is we'll rate them on the chances of going to final vows and renewing their final and, and saying yes in their final vows. Okay. okay? I'm going to go one to ten, yeah? One to ten. You go one first. One being very unlikely. Zero ten, being ten totally being, unlikely. Ten being. Ten like, being absolutely likely. Yeah. Yeah. Practically positive. Okay, what do you think, Linda? Okay, I would say probably minus four. (laughs) (laughs) I think you still have to remember that they know they're creating drama. They're in for the drama. Although Harrison has made an idiot of himself, I think, because everybody... Oh, I don't think he thinks he makes an idiot himself. But I think think Bronte Bronte is in this... Bronte is in this regardless. So for that reason, I can't give zero out of 10. I still think there's a chance and I'm going to go three. Okay. Okay. We'll see what happens. Cameron and Lyndall. The love story. Kind of. Do you know, I still can't get over the whole brother-sister thing. There was a scene where they were in the bed. I don't know whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. They were on honeymoon in Fraser Island and they were in the bed and Cameron had his hair down and it was a little bit dark in the room and I actually didn't know which was which. (laughs) You know, except for Cameron has a moustache. They're like twins. That's a bit, no, it's a bit icky. I I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Delighted for them. They do actually seem like a lovely couple and they do seem honest and they're very touchy feeling, feeling. And even Mm. the truth box brought them close, the honesty box brought them closer together. Yes, it was a really lovely scene. It really, in more ways than It was tender. It was tender and it was touching. And it was just, you realise though, right from the word go, he had feelings for her. Yeah. He really does because he said, you know, when you told me the like your life the life expectancy was thirty two, I was thinking five years. Yeah. And Oh yeah. Oh that was so yeah. sweet, wasn't it? This this guy is really But he didn't say I was thinking five years, so like I'm not gonna get into this and I'm not gonna do this to myself and you know, he was still in. The thing about it is with nearly every couple, even when they do get on well, we can kind of be watchers of the show and stuff as well too and living a life we can kind of see some speed bumps down the road. I don't particularly see any speed bump at this moment in time with them, do you? Maybe it might be their lifestyles. Maybe the fact that Cameron lives out bush, yeah, 600 miles or kilometres away from, you know, reality. And can Lyndall, given her medical condition, be that far from civilization? Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't they, are they the ones that are 3,600 kilometres apart? Part, yes. Yeah. 
they live that way. But forty-one hour drive, and I presume she's very, very time. close to her family. Yes, well, um, she certainly seemed to be. Yeah, they wouldn't let her go anywhere. She, I don't think she. I don't think they'd have a choice, and I think she seems like a very independent woman. But like you know, I think just would be an irresponsible thing for her to do. I know she says she wants adventure and she you know wants to live her life and everything, but. At the same time. It's going to be the, their issue. I think that the, the distance. It'll be I, interesting I, to see. I wouldn't quite go. call it a speed bump, but I think the distance is going to be their issue. But other than that, there's no drama. It's actually yeah. very boring. Sorry. Uh, it's lovely, though. It's lovely. Sorry, and, but not sorry. Well, yeah. It, and, and again, it might be like that now, but heaven knows what kind of drama they're going to get involved in yeah. when then, then they move to Sydney into the apartments. Heaven knows what, what sort of yeah. um, drama the experts can dream up for them. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest, that's that's what the honesty box is for and all these yeah. different weeks. What do we rate their chances? Oh, God, I would say 10 out of 10. 10 out well, 10. I, I yeah, should go for 10, 10 out of 10. 10. I, I can't see anything at the moment no, I can't. that's going to no. stop them. So that might change. But this point in time, 10. Yeah, we both go 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. OK. Sandy and Dan. Uh, after their traditional Indian wedding. So week. they were married on Tuesday. And in fairness to Dan, he really did seem to embrace the whole traditional he Indian did. wedding. And oh my God, it was a real traditional Indian wedding, wasn't it? It was. It I mean, was. You could see, you could actually see the guests' faces when they walked in and they were like looking around in wonder going, mm. what the hell? At first I was kind of thinking that the daughter wasn't happy. And she was thinking, oh God, no, is this actually happening? I don't think she was pleased at the whole show and the drama and everything. But then during the vows, and she, she actually said, oh my God, I love her. I thought that was really nice. On maths, what they always seem to do is they always bring in a little bit of, oh, there's going to be a big problem here. And the problem that they kind of introduced is, oh, the cultural shock is too much for his family. And the 16-year-old daughter is an absolute weapon <laughs> and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I'd love to know when they actually recorded those comments. Did they subsequently put them back in the chairs and record those comments? They might have. It's not unknown. Ah. But they kind of did that. Yeah, um, look, we'll have to go on, on what we actually They're just witnessed trying to make a story. Fairness, you know? It still does beg the question, though, because the whole family were there, apart from the mum and dad. And I think, and she absolutely embraces the culture in yeah. every way she she doesn't shy away from that and she we, celebrated it and she was proud of it yeah we have seen other people on the show before from different cultures and they just seem to shed all that previous culture and they live a very very australian life and celine well i didn't want to name any names but celine immediately celine, yeah. comes to mind she isn't like that so i do you just would wonder what's the reason that she's got to this point in her life and, and that she hasn't been married in the culture. And, you know, I don't know whether that will ever be addressed, but it's something that goes on in the back of my mind. Yeah, we did kind of talk about this um, on Monday, you know. Um, but in fairness, Dan, as I said, I thought the vows were really honest. And he did seem impressed by the whole, you know, drama and culture. And like he actually did seem to embrace it and enjoy it. I don't think anybody could have embraced the whole culture more than him and, yeah. and enjoyed it he really he was a good dancer too wasn't he he yeah he wasn't too bad at all now yeah, yeah he was a good they dancer did, they did seem to get on well in kind of a mature way you know on a different level they tried they, they got on well yeah. then they went on honeymoon oh we, to, whoa, 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 whoa. you have to rewind back you can't oh omit the best wedding guest in the history oh of god oh <laughs> my I let, I let you describe. I let you go uh, talk about her. Outfit. How could I even forget about that? 
it's all I was talking about in fairness after the episode if you can recall it like your woman in the orange dress the dark girl in the orange dress how big were her boobs like she was falling I mean did she have big boobs did she I never noticed is there anywhere apart from the bedroom that's appropriate to wear that dress (laughs) like I was my eyes were on stalks looking at her boobs they were watermelons they were huge so yeah you're right we did have to address that she stole the show she did she stole the show she stole a lot of men's eyesight I'd say she did alright yeah I don't know how I don't know how he kept his eyes on his on his on his bride you know he wasn't kind of well he wouldn't need to wear glasses uh, looking at her down the aisle out of ten chances of them getting to final vows and saying yes mm. I'm kind of saying six at this stage, Hugh, because I do think that they're that little bit more mature. I will go slightly less, okay? <laughs> you want to see the face she made at me? I'll go slightly less. I'll just go five, right? And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why I'm on the fence. As of now, they're, they have a, had a lovely sing, um, honeymoon in Singapore. Uh, they seem to be getting on okay. They were holding hands. There's the great big wall down in the bed and all that kind of thing. But we've seen that before. Yeah, and he's respecting her and all that. She seems to get on. But two reasons. I feel a friendship. I personally feel there's just a friendship there. Okay. I think that's just where she is with him and where he is with her. And I think there's going to be love or nothing. And I just feel with all of those people who come on the show who have got to a long stage where they've never had any kind of a relationship, no matter what happens in the new, the maths relationship, it's more or less a stepping stone for them and they're finding themselves. And I think people in that situation find it really hard to say, yes, this is the one I'm going to go with them. They're kind of going, well, I can't just base it on one person. Yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, this means a lot to her. Like it, she's a lot riding on it, you know, and I am rooting for them. I, I am. I'm rooting for them. I hope it works out for them. Yeah. Oh, God. So do I. So do I. But just as I say, previous history tells me these things. Yeah. OK. Claire and Jesse. Oh, the Jesse show. Yeah, oh, let's actually, talk, sorry, Jesse and Claire. <laughs> Jesse and Jesse and Claire. <laughs> yeah. Because Jesse, Jesse's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, I think we should start with him coming into the show. And he, and he comes in, you know, with a great big personality. And extrovert, vivacious, extrovert, loud, that sort quirky. Of thing. And that's just the sort of person he's looking for, apparently. Someone by, just like him. And by God, he gets it because down comes Claire. Yeah. And he is smitten yeah. with a capital S. She is super hot. And lo and behold, she thinks he's super hot. Quirky couple. They yeah. just, on the face of it, they just do seem yeah. to work. And they have their clicky jaws. Yeah. And they have all sorts of things in common. In common, yeah. It's absolutely fab and everything's going to be great. Until. Actually, the music was fantastic. During this whole period where he kind of starts to get the ick and she mentions the star signs, she asked when his birthday is and you could just see. From that point, his face, his whole demeanour completely changed. And the camera angles were superb. It was one of the best pieces ever in the history of Married the at Foresight. The music and I'm the camera was just superb. Struggling. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know whether to laugh. I didn't know whether to cry. His facial expressions. He doesn't have a poker face at all. You Does can, that remind you of anybody here? Yeah. <laughs> the person I'm looking at. You can just tell exactly what's on his mind. 
by his face and the awkwardness. And he was trying to hide it. He was trying to suppress it, actually. And the more he tried to suppress it, the more uncomfortable. And it was literally going from bad to worse. First of all, she started with a star sign and then she pulled out the crystals out of her bra. And like, you know, at first said, he said, you know, we're in ick territory. We're kind of getting there. I hate to say, but we're kind of getting there. And then all of a sudden we're definitely in ick territory. <laughs> It and was you, hilarious. And, and Linda was there nodding away. <laughs> you knew exactly what he was you feeling, though, didn't you? knew exactly what he was feeling. And I did say to Hugh, I said, there's no way back from this. That's doomed. <laughs> that is doomed. But in fairness to him, later on in the episode, he kind of said, you know, they replayed that bit with John, the, the, the conversation he had with mm. John. And he says, look, I'm going to respect that that's her thing. Mm. And I'm going to not be, you know, I'm going to break the mold. And I'm not going to be the person I was. And I'm going to move on from this. I'm going to embrace the fact that she's happy with it. And that makes me happy. And we're going to move on from this. And so a pattern is set up that we learnt and in subsequent episode about Jesse in that he kind of knows what the issue is and he vows not to do it again. And the minute he vows not to do it again. He does. He does. He does it. Yeah. <laughs> so following morning. She's taken out the stuff out of the suitcase, mentions cute clothes. That's all it took. And he was off. Yeah, the face again. He was off. And so was Alexa. And so was Alexa. Within no time at all, a few hours on the plane, he'd shushed her, which we didn't see. And it was a big issue. Shush gate. Shush gate. I'd, lo- I'd love to so- see what exactly happened and what exactly he said. Yeah. It's all in the edit. And, and you did say it. to me, you did say to me, look, at you know, what other, if he was doing something in the airport, you know, what other way would he say it if he said shush? Like, what else would you expect him to say? Yeah, yeah. And, and you gave me a very good impression. <laughs> like, it was scary. You, you kind of, the way you looked at me that time and you said, just give me a moment, you. Just give me a moment. Let me figure this out and I'll be with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably all that needed to be said. But I still would have liked to have seen it. And the point I'm trying to make is that it's all in the edit. If poor talking too much, and I'm sure there was lots of clips of poor talking too much and being really loud and giving it 90 miles an hour. We didn't see those. Yeah, but it's how it made her feel. I accept all of that. But I'm saying... Whatever he did, it's about how it made her feel. What I'm saying is the producers could have shown that could have put funny music behind that and could have very easily twisted it another way and tilted it another way. But it was off camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And whatever happened, she was very badly hurt. And he was he was not in the mood for apologizing, was he? He made it worse. He was like, so are we going for dinner now? Are you fit with your childish little silence? Do you know what? In fairness, I actually don't like Jesse. I think that, you know, and he admitted later on in the in the episode that he is he has been needy and jealous in the mm. past. I think he's just damaged. I really do think he's damaged. Yeah. And I'm actually quite shocked at how rude and obnoxious he was to her. Mimicking her when they brought out the honesty box. Rewind it back a little bit, though. I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt until he came out onto the paddle boat or whatever it was. The pontoon. Yeah, the pontoon. And he sat down there. I expected the first thing he'd sort of say, look, I'm really out of order. I apologise. No, we, we we did get a slight apology. Disingenuous apology. Disingenuous apology indeed. Well, but we got it after he went on and on and on about himself. Yeah. He is totally all about himself. It is the Jesse show. 
and it's really about him and even before he went on and when he was doing the, the piece to camera it was if i do this if i do this if i do this or i need to do this it was all about i i i it was nothing about whether claire could possibly forgive him and how much he hurt her he never once asked how she was and then we got to the root of it basically he said that claire is everything i aspire to be mm. You know, she's confident and she's assertive and she's got her life together and she yeah. knows what she's doing and where she's going. And she doesn't mean a man, need a man. So it's everything he aspires to be, only better. Only better. So yeah. it's really the crux of it, isn't it? Yeah. And she stayed quiet through the whole thing and said she'd need to process it. Oh, look, her whole demeanour completely changed. You yeah. know, after he said she was too loud, she was just devastated. She was shell-shocked. Mm. I felt so sorry for her because she wasn't being her. This is the girl who was unapologetically loud and vivacious. and yeah. The contrast between the beautiful setting, two very attractive young people, right? And they're having the most miserable time. And they spent 90% of the time apart. Yeah. So we got back to dinner then and she looked like she was going to give him the benefit of the doubt after his apologies that I day. I think so, yeah. And she looked like she was ready to start again. Mm. So honesty box came at the most inopportune time, like, you know, just when it looked like they were getting back on track. You'd wonder whether that honesty box is, I, I suppose it creates drama and I suppose it's a TV show. And in the case of Cameron and Lindell, Lindell yeah, yeah in, the, in their case, it brought them closer together. It absolutely brought them closer together and it did good. So we we can't, we shouldn't totally diss the honesty box. But with them, it just made things a whole lot worse. So the first question was to um, to Claire, what yeah. are your deal breakers and why? Yeah. And I thought she was quite articulate and I quite thought she was quite honest, yeah. you know, about, you know, that she doesn't, um, she's not interested in somebody who's not emotionally mature because she feels that she's emotionally mature. And all of that was, it made perfect sense. And she did talk about compromise and the fact that they were good at different things and, you know, they should work together as a team. And again, I thought that was very mature. It was, it was, it was lovely, actually. And she was doing everything and they, they spoke about con- compromise and all that. And then they, they seemed to be going really well. So the second question was, what are your most, are my most endearing and annoying qualities? Yeah, that was from Claire yeah. to Jesse. Yes, but he didn't start with the most endearing, which most people would do. Of course not. No. You see, most people would start with the most endearing, go on about them, hope you'd forget about the annoying ones, or even by the time you'd, you'd described all the endearing ones, you could come up with some little minor annoying one. Yeah. Jesse didn't do that. No. He was getting stuck in, wasn't he? By God, he you know, was. He couldn't wait to she have She asked for an example, and she asked for multiple examples, and by God, did she get multiple and examples. And I think that was a rhetorical question when she said, oh, yes, I want multiple examples. I Yeah, I we, we probably differ on that one, but either way... His, she got them. His answer was there was there was so many things wrong with his answer. Number one, he didn't just come up with two or three. He came up with about six, seven, eight. He just couldn't shut him up. He was on a roll. <laughs> yeah. Number two, it was like a machine gun. Rat, tat, 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 tat. And he gave the impression that he could come up with 20 more. He just couldn't help himself. He annihilated her character. Horrible person. Absolutely awful. This is somebody who really shouldn't have been on the show. I completely agree with you. I think he is damaging her. I, I, You know, I don't know how she'll recover from this. And the fact that it was all, it's now in the public forum, you know, it's like she was such a joyful, happy person, you know. And now it just seems like her whole personality has been literally taken apart, decimated. 
I think she'll recover, Linda. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an issue. I wonder how much he'll recover. I wonder how much his sake. career will cover. Well, recover. yeah, that's that's one of the main things. I'm Would thinking you want of. to be married by a celebrant that's actually like that? No. Oh, I don't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't have him as a guest. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely. The, the yeah. officiator. No, absolutely not. Shall we give? God, <laughs> our out of tens. We have to. You're not allowed to give minuses. Okay, well, look, at I'm going for two. Two. Yeah. That I. Yeah, but in fairness, I'm kind of thinking if they get expert help and he gets like 15 years of counselling and therapy, intensive, that maybe there's some hope. Well, it all depends on what the producers say to Claire, uh, because she's got her suitcase ready uh, when we see her. She's heading to the airport. Uh, So I I don't know. I I wouldn't even go to. I think it's less than that. I'll give it a one just because of. You have to get something. Well, well, I I don't that you could give zero, but I just think it just depends on what the producer can say and just how much they want to make something of it, um, and and maybe, but it's it's not good, it's not good. Uh, we move on to another Ad- car crash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam and Janelle. Adam, over from the UK, he might have been six years in the UK. Other sources say he might Who be knows? 10, 11 years in Who the UK. Who knows? Because I wouldn't trust anything he says. He, <laughs> I wouldn't trust a Lord's Prayer out of his mouth. No. He's been on TV shows that were, well, they weren't in black and white. They were certainly weren't in HD at the time he's been on UK TV shows that long. But anyway, that's another side. You know, when I first saw him, when I first saw him coming down the aisle, I thought he looked really dapper in his green velvet. He's a handsome guy. I mean, he is. He just, he looked really well. He looked the part. Yeah. And he, he was talking the talk. You know, yeah. all about being an entrepreneur and crypto and was it NAFs and the competition business and all of this kind of stuff. And he really kind of seemed to have it all together and know what he was talking about. Yes, but if you even scratch beneath the surface with what he says it's when he talks about yeah. all of that and he starts talking about Facebook and he starts talking about podcasts, doing podcasts. Imagine doing a podcast. I know. Imagine I'm expecting that. to make money from it. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. No. It's just one of those things. And, of course, he was put with somebody who values career and everything else very, very, very much. Yeah. And her whole family does. And that's all very well. And the clash immediately starts with her brothers. Although I think that was probably drummed up by the producers. Oh, look, it was a bit staged. It It was was. a bit staged. And I thought they were rude. I really did think that they were rude. No red flags and ticking off things and on a list and all of this kind of stuff. I thought that was rude. In his vows, didn't he, said that he's made mistakes, which immediately waves a big oh, red flag on. for everybody. They were talking about red flags even before the vows, even before she yeah. had arrived. They were like slagging him off and demeaning him and humiliating him almost in front of, you know, the, the crowd that were there. Oh, I know that. But he he didn't help matters then when he rubbed it in even further with, with saying about making mistakes. Yeah, so he went on and on and on about these mistakes that he'd made and his regrets in life. He cheated on his fiance eight or nine years ago. Well, I'm <laughs> certainly not the person I was eight or nine, nine years ago. I don't know about you, Hugh. No, no, you grow as a person and you, you learn that as you get older. You're not the same as you were 10 years ago. You're not the same as you were 10 years uh, before that. And that's the way it is. I have to say one thing about the brothers. And as much as they made them out to be really, um, you know, atom and the whole lot, and they did put him into into a corner and all that kind of thing and grill him a little bit. I was a bit pathetic. It just looked so... But they got the information from him. All right. And he he willingly gave it, I should say. What they said was, I thought, quite honourable. They said, look, 
it's you're married now. Yeah. You're married to our sister. We're not going to tell her, but you need to tell her, and you need to sort it out with her. Yeah, and, no problem. And they walked her. away. Like he's actually quite proud of us. Yeah, he's told yeah. everybody. So do you know, yeah. Adam, that's the biggest mistake you've ever made in your life. It moved on though subsequently with the honeymoon and this whole thing of her wanting to find out more information about how he earns his money or what he does for a job and he gets really annoyed about it. Defensive. I would say he was defensive. Yeah. And and I think, you know, while she really would have been just happy just to know that he had something, she wasn't particularly asking to the pound, shillings and pence how much he earned. She just wanted to sort of have a thing of, well, you do do something for a living or what is it you do? Yeah. That's really... And the more she asked, the more he clammed up. And the more he clammed up, the, the more, more she, she asked. asked. Yeah, it was kind of a vicious circle, all right. Um, and I don't think that's... You know, if you're married to somebody, I don't think that it's unreasonable asking what they do for a living. And and, and obviously, you want to make sure that you have some sort of security. And, and she had said she'd been in relationships where she had been the provider as such. And she just wanted an equal partner going forward. It didn't make a difference what he earned and she was very clear about that. But she wanted to know that he did something, that he had some sort of a passion or some sort of a career at this stage in his life. Yeah, but there's also even, okay, we're talking about career in this case, right? But what it actually boils down to is this. If you ask somebody something that's a reasonably straightforward item, i.e. where do you live, let's say, how many children do you have, right? Yeah. Something like that. If you have somebody across the table or across your bed, the other side of your bed who's not given a straight answer, that's a big red flag. Those are very basic questions, right? Yeah. Even I think, in fairness, you on our first date, I asked what you did for a living. Yeah, but and listen, you asked me. most dating websites have a box which says what you do. It's yeah, not unusual. Okay, you don't it's have to tick the box. You don't have to say. You don't have to say, but if I if I saw a profile, not that I'm ever going to see a profile ever again, if I saw a profile and it, the box was left blank, I would be a bit suspicious. Anyway, he seems to be a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah, I don't know if he's even jack of all trades. I, I, don't, I don't even know that. It, it, there's something, there's, there is something off there. there there's Look, I think there. the brothers were right. He's definitely a graduate of Hustlers University. Yeah. The class of 89. Yeah. And he's very good and very assured the way he talks and all this. And the the style is very good. It's the substance it's that the there's substance. a problem with. And I think we'll learn more about Adam as we go on. But I yeah. don't think there's really any more to say about them no. at this point did in we time. See them? Did we see them on honeymoon? They went to Karen's. They went oh, to Karen's yeah. on honeymoon. That's how forgettable it is. Yeah. And she was there and, and she was really kind of trying to start again and give him the benefit of the doubt and say, move past. And he was a little bit, they did have a discussion about it. They did kind of communicate and try and get the whole thing out in the open but again i think he just has he's a little bit guarded now he's doing this embarrassed he's yeah look he's doing the same thing that these guys do um and we saw with harrison in that he's turning it on her yeah and and he's using and again he uses agree and amplify a little bit as well in that do you do do you have oh yeah i have loads of businesses you see yes I have loads of businesses and that's what he does. He makes it so many that you don't know where to start because I do this and I do that and I have this Facebook and I have a friend who runs this Facebook business and then we're going to do a podcast and then you get so much information you can't pin them down. You're overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you That's what he does. On. What chances do we give them? Mm. 
Your, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's looking very good. I think I'd probably give them a a four. Well, they say that one of the greatest indicators of whether a marriage or a relationship is going to succeed it's whether you have the backing of family. Okay, and in this case, uh, in such a close family and such a young girl and all that, and with the the brothers being wary of him, and he's not helping himself, and I can't see him helping himself. I have to go too. Oh, Hugh, they haven't actually shut it down. They haven't shut it down. They're they're kind of saying you're married now. They're keeping a watching brief, I think. But yeah. Look, you're entitled to Yeah, opinion. well, they gave him a very fair crack of the whip at yeah. the wedding compared to other families yeah. that we've seen over recent years. So, But anyway, two out of ten for me. Okay. Okay. Tania and Ollie. Oh, my God, they're two saps. <laughs> That's what Linda has written down. Belinda and Patrick, if you remember them. Another two previous saps. series. Yeah, there's like, touches of them. In fairness, I mean that in the best possible way, yeah. but they are two saps. I, I don't even know what to say about them. Okay, I'll have, I'll have a go. Please I'll do, have yeah. a go. I'll have a go. I'll fill the void. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people there, there in their early 20s or thereabouts should be saps. I don't think they should know everything about the world. Uh, I don't think there's an awful lot of harm in being a little bit naive. Naive, yeah. That's it. Being somewhat, and I'm disparaging maybe saying childlike, but I don't think there's any harm in it. I don't think they have to know everything. Oh, they're 26, Hugh. I mean, at 26. Yeah. 26, I was engaged and had a house and a career and, you know, I'm not saying that they don't. Well, I think he's still living at home. We don't know about um, And his career. Hold on now. Like we say, he this is, is the worst. If if we're going to judge his talent as a voiceover artist on that pathetic attempt he had on on the maths, well, his vows, they gave him to, his to vows. Read. His he he was one of the worst people I've ever heard reading, reading his, his vows. vows I yeah. can't think of a worse one to be honest. I don't want to call him the worst, but I just can't think of a worse one. He was awful reading his vows. Now, if you can't read from a script that you can rehearse two hundred times if you want, then what hope do you have? Yeah, but you remember he was going on about Angela or something in when he was giving, I don't know what he was oh, giving. Oh, that. Well, I wouldn't even consider that. I think that, that was a joke. And I would it was say, a joke. And I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt again that the editors pulled up the worst possible one on that. I'm willing to believe that. But when it came to his vows, I don't think they would have got him to read it three times and put up the worst. I don't think they would have done that. No. Even maths producers wouldn't do that. So I, I'll go, I'll rather, I'd rather go on the vows. I think, you know, Tani as well, though, when we first learned about Tani, she was career driven. She's a PR manager. She's, you know, she seemed to have it all together. And then when she was with Ollie, she just, her whole personality just changed. Mm. She just kind of seemed to drop to his level. <laughs> I don't know. So I think in the future, she might come back to herself and kind okay. of be a little bit more mature and assertive and more cognitively aware. I, I think as well, they're in a very artificial environment at the moment in that they're at their wedding. Oh, but by the way, the wedding venue. What did you think of the wedding venue? Well, it wasn't for me. But I think they were hon- trying to hone in this whole Gen Z. Oh, mother of God. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was a... It was a warehouse. I, I Well, I, th- I thought it was a factory. It was, it was a decommissioned factory, I thought it was. Whichever way it was. It was rough. It was cold. It was rough. Yeah. I was going to imagine myself freezing. God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think in the real world, okay, at this moment in time, they're on honeymoon and all that. And uh, they were intimate. And yeah, why not? And she is, I quote, chuffed with Ollie. <laughs> that was funny. 
God, that makes you feel so old because, I mean, in fairness, you're ripping the piss out of the fact that you're saying she was chuffed and I say it all the time. But when they go back to the real world and in the real world, she's going to come home and she's going to be having problems with work and all that and she's going to need to write emails and there's going to be discussions about this and discussions about serious stuff and she's going to need support. We, and we need he to, the best person to give it? Yeah, we need to support each other in our careers. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Of course we do, yeah. We absolutely. do. We, we come home and we rant and we give out and we say, what do we do about this? And we take advice from each other. And I don't think we're unusual in that regard. No, I, I think, think most couples do that. Yeah, I think it, that's a sign of a good, healthy relationship. Um, that you can kind of, you know, bounce off each other and, and give each other advice and support when needed. Yeah. Or give a give a, a, count, a, um, a counterpoint, do you know what I mean? That you can kind of play the devil's advocate in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody to tell you, look, you want to really know? You're out of line on this one. Yeah. You're going to have to rein it back. Yeah, very, yeah, absolutely. And how many times have I called you and went, Hugh, you're going to need to talk me down from the ledge. <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah. It did happen last week. Yeah. I had to go the other way. I'd say, true. Linda, that, don't send an email like that. You need to beef it up. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't hold your, I'll put your light under a bushel. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Chances anyway, enough about us. Chances for Tani and Ollie. Um, I need to go first on this one. I yeah, I, I think there's a good chance on this one. I yeah, think so there's do a I, good fairness, chance because yeah. I think they'll almost insulate each other maybe from the problems. It it depends on Tani. I can't see Ollie looking elsewhere or you know, thinking of going off. So I think it depends on Tani. And for that reason, I'm gonna give it Am I going to get it seven or eight? I'm going to go seven. I just don't know. Okay, well, I, I think I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably go seven as well with you. Okay. I do think Ollie is punching. Well, look, we'll see. We'll see oh, what he has a, to bring to the table. He is a good looking lad, though. I still think he's punching, but we'll see yeah, what he has to bring yeah, to the yeah. table. He's so 80s film star, but that's another, we'll, we'll go back to that. We'll okay, to so time. if we're saying that Ollie and Tani were saps, I am saying that Shannon and Caitlin are idiots. Egypts. <laughs> Egypts. As we say in Ireland. As we say in Ireland, he just uh, means basically an idiot in the rest of the world, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Mateo. They come across like two immature 16-year-olds. <laughs> they come from, shall we say, a humble background. Both of them seem to come from a humble, um, simple enough background. And I didn't think that initially. But then when we saw the guests at the wedding, I was thinking, whoa, actually, hang on for a second. Yeah, we were not overly familiar with the whole geography of Australia and the yeah. whole culture of Australia. So you have to, the Australian audience will have to forgive us a little bit. It would seem that they come from quite rural communities, but they've moved to the big city. Is that yeah, basically what's happened? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So again, accents and stuff are a little bit lost in us because most Australian accents sound very yeah, similar yeah. to us. I can just about tell a Melbourne from a Sydney, but I'm patchy on it. And even to our ears, New Zealand, we can just about do New Zealand from That's Australia. That's probably a big insult. I, I know, and they'll have to forgive us, but it's the same as a lot of people from the United States can't tell an, an Irish accent from a Scottish oh. accent and stuff like that. That's that's totally understandable. I digress. They're in the Versace Hotel on the Gold Coast, and they are totally out of place. And oh, they, wow, yeah. And they can't help but show it. Yeah. You know, so... It is so obvious. Yeah. No, I, I thought the best part where we got the card, they got the card from the hotel welcoming them to the hotel, and he goes, um, Shannon goes, oh, did, is this actually from Audrey Hepburn? Did she write this to us? <laughs> yeah, no. You know, 
Audrey Hepburn would be would be ninety three years of age now. She died in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and which she was, was around yeah. about the same time your hairstyle was popular with the boy bands of the nineties. And also Shannon. before you were born. Yeah, it's so like she died before they were born. But uh, look, we'll we'll forgive them that. We'll we'll forgive them everything because they are so naive. I actually need to check how old they actually are. Like, what age are they? Because, you know, they're so naive. It's actually scary. But at the same time, it's cute. Yeah. It's kind of endearing. And the audience could probably tell there's a little bit of a difference from us in that, you know, people like that, I kind of say, let them, let them be young. They're only young once. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Sometimes, though, a lack of general knowledge does worry me. But then again. And a lack of social awareness. Well. Something we can't ignore, though, is the fact that he has his ex and he has a three-year-old daughter with his ex. She, yes. Uh, Caitlin has an issue with previous boyfriends cheating on her and previous boyfriends simply are, are being in situationships where people just sleep with her and then run. She's going to have an issue, I think, in the fact that Shannon still has quite a close relationship with his ex. Yeah. Uh, so much so that, you know, he he has a small daughter. He lives a good distance away. He he video calls, I presume. The, ma- the mother comes on the video call first and stuff like that. And he did say that they had a very on again, off again relationship. They, well, they had. And he says it's been over for a good while and all that. So I think that's going to be the big speed bump for them. How is she going to react to that relationship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, we're not seeing it at the moment because they're all on honeymoon and everything is very blissful at the yeah, moment. She, she, I kind of feel sorry for Caitlin in a way. She did. She she is quite insecure. And, you know, when the producer asked, you know, do you love yourself? And there was a big pregnant pause and she said, yeah, not as much as I should. Mm. I wonder, could you have guessed what the response well. was? Well, you definitely guessed what you kind of said of verbatim. You were so, you're so precise that I really... <laughs> Wondered if he'd actually watched it. No, I swear I hadn't seen the clip before. Mm, jury's still out, you. I swear I had, I hadn't. Um, shall we go to votes on that, Linda? What do you give her, or do you want anything else you want to add? I think that I think they're well matched. I do think they're well oh, matched. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that they get on very well. I think they bounce off each other. I think you know, um, I can't see anybody else, any of the other participants that either of them would have been matched with at all. So I would probably give them a seven. Okay. I think they're probably one of the best matched couples. Yeah, and I, and I and for that reason, I'm going to go eight. Purely on the basis of we really should vote for what we've seen rather than what we think and stuff like that in the future. and stuff. But going on what we've seen, probably eight. That score could dramatically change based on what her view is of the ex and what we learn about the previous relationship and how alive it is. We touched on that right from the preview episode. Yeah. And I, I still think we called it right. I still think that's going to be the issue. Yeah, I think, you know, my initial reaction um, in relation to them is it's all very superficial. It's all very superficial. And I think they look like, um, you know, two kids that really get on. You know, they, they bounce off each other. I don't know about chemistry. Don't know about chemistry. Mm. You know, uh, is there chemistry between them? Yeah, but their chemistry and our chemistry might be two different things. You know, you're you're yeah. you're measuring in, in a different scale i am no i get that i get that here but look you know, at, we'll see they just seem to be blissfully unaware of real life and is that a good thing or a bad thing yeah That's but i think when when caitlin turns on her serious side it might be a little bit different and i don't think shannon will be able to cope maybe that's maybe we're reading shannon wrong maybe we're underestimating them. we'll see duncan and Alyssa. we don't have an awful lot on them no we don't really um beautiful wedding unfortunately 
Beautiful groom, tall, dark, handsome and quiet. What more could you want in your perfect man? Like, seriously, I'm, I'm just, I like Duncan. I really like Duncan. Back to the um, man of honour. Oh, yeah, sorry. The I'm man of honour and his reaction. It was pretty much like yours, wasn't it? Yeah, he was He was funny, actually. He wanted to get up there and marry him. I want to get up there and marry him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chiseled yeah. jaw. And yeah. that's the second time we've heard that, in fairness. Like, when didn't oh, Harrison say that or somebody said yeah, that? Yeah, one of the lads said that at the, the books, books party. At the books, yeah. Mm. yeah. So I think that, you know, they seem very grounded. Mm. I seem, I think they seem realistic. I think they seem mature. I think they're, they're honest in their expectations. There's a but. Go on. The but is what you said to me about when they were up getting married. And it came to the kiss and all of that. Yeah, I didn't think that the chemistry was there. I know they're both saying that the chemistry was there, but I think on Duncan's part, there was something missing. I just saw a flash of disappointment on his face. And and that's kind of sticking in my mind. Now, because they're mature and you can see past that and because they're realistic and grounded, as I've said, you know, maybe that spark isn't necessary yeah, I don't know. I, Hugh, don't, I don't know. know. You see, this is the thing. We don't know these people. Uh, we don't know what what Duncan is is actually like, and he's he's somebody who I think has a poker face, unlike and a he's lot quite of the others. Reserved, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. Is he that reserved? If this person was the as an absolute stunner, and he was like just blown away by her. Would he have been different? So I, it's hard I think to judge. he is a stunner. You see, that's the thing. I think he is a stunner, and, and I was a little bit disappointed in him because I was thinking, "What do you want? Like, what do you what do you think was going to walk up the aisle, Duncan? She's gorgeous. I think that she really wants. She really fancies him. She really and she was the exact opposite. Everything was just written on her face. Like you could absolutely read the fact that she was okay. delighted to be there. She was delighted with him. She thought he was gorgeous, um, and she really wants now to get on with it and get on the honeymoon and you know and see what's going to happen. I think she's really put all her eggs in his basket. Could it be that he's going to end up being a little bit too quiet and a little bit too reserved for her? Is she looking for something more? Or is it the case of she's going to be so demonstrative? If Put it like this. If you're not 100% into somebody, if you're sort of 60-70% into somebody, right? And the other person is giving it socks. Absolutely letting you know that they're into you every hour of every day. Right. There's no, no bigger turn off, surely. I don't know. I, for me, yes, that would be a bit of a turn off. Hmm, I think. But that said, there are people who that will bring them on and they'll kind of feel, oh, OK, yeah, OK, I can work with this. And, you know, the fact that somebody else finds them attractive and tells them that they find them attractive and and is all over them. It's a turn on for them. Yeah, I, I think below a certain percentage is a turn off. Look, I think I think we're just going to have to see what happens with these. I think mm. he might be too guarded for her. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's a little bit reserved and guarded. But let's see, uh, will the maturity um, and the life experience that they have between them? Mm. Let's see, will that kind of come to the fore and, 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 and give them a little bit of a... I, I've forgotten now at this point whose turn it is, but we have we have little enough to go on. But we should, we'll, we'll have a go anyway and we'll try and give them an out of 10 at this stage. Chances of making final vows and saying yes. I want to give them an 8. Do you give it that high? Yeah. I think based on... I think on, they're mature enough to talk things out and communicate mm. and move past things. I, I like to think so anyway. What do you think? I'll go 7. Okay. I'll go 7. How? I think there's probably one we agreed on here. What does that say about us as a couple? We don't agree <laughs> on much, do we? No, we like to hedge our bets. 
Yeah, we don't go in much. No, we're competitive. There's a difference. Oh, competitive. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm going talk. seven. That's fine. I go, I go, to be honest, I'm going seven, right? On that okay. one. Okay. Not that I disagree with you that much. Okay. We'll see but what happens. If you at went the end. nine, all right. If you went nine, I'd go eight. Of course you would. Yeah. No, so I, I'm just sort of saying, I think it's less than you. Okay. So that's why I'm going less. Okay. okay. Right. You get it? We'll all, right. See. we'll see. All right. That's the state of the couples. What about the state of the show? We've had our first week. Oh, what do we think of our first let me week? Let see. Kind of disappointed. Okay, why? I am kind of disappointed. I think that, you know, I think oh, I'm not really happy with the calibre of the couples per se, Hugh. You know, I, I think that a lot of it is very staged and it's very rehearsed. I think that the budgets were definitely cut. I've never seen so much hype about a series of maths, okay? It's really, it's a global phenomenon now. It really is. Mm. And everybody was so looking forward to season 10. I don't understand why they've cut the budget. You know, I think the budget was cut in relation to weddings. I think the, the budget was cut in relation to the honeymoons. I think, is it normal for us to have 10 couples? That's some. That's something actually that I wanted to research, how many couples were in the previous shows. I don't know, there's a lot of disappointment. In, but that said, I'm absolutely going to watch it, obviously. Yeah, I think we're invested in it. I think the couples are, in fairness, they're, they're all quite different. They're quite distinctive. They all have their their issues. I agree with you 100% about the amount of influencers and people who have a vested interest other than love to be on the show. And I think that is a problem because certainly in relation to Bronte, underlying thing, my problem with Bronte big time is she just wants to be in the show and she'll take SH1T big time just to be in the show. And I'm concerned about the damage that Jesse can potentially do. I, I actually really am concerned about the damage you could do to Claire. The emotional damage, psychological damage you could do to Claire. Yeah. And the, you know, and I, I didn't the, see that coming. The worrying thing now to me and the, the, the trend in the show seems to be that the experts are taking more and more of a hands off approach. They're only really watching the dinner party and they're only there at the commitment ceremony. It feels like that. Certainly the UK one uh, this season, they just, the experts went walkabout, basically. Oh, no, I still have faith in John. I, I yeah. have faith in Johnny. Yeah. I think John says it how it is. I think he kind of brings home truth. I don't think he's afraid of the repercussions of it. I think he's honest, brutally honest. Um, so, no, I'm not overly concerned about how the, how the, the, um, Experts are going to react during this season. Um, but I do hope that they do their job. Yeah. But I do. I, look, I said it in the previous, uh, our previous episode. I do think the budgets are being cut. I do think we're missing a little bit of just probably because we watched previous series. You see, that's the thing. Maybe yeah. to, to newer viewers, it's, uh, it's all good and it's all lush. Are we a little bit jaded? <laughs> God, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to be back next week. Absolutely. We're going to be back next week, guys. I'm going to miss an episode. Yeah. Don't absolutely. worry. Don't worry. We shall probably pop a podcast down next Monday, as per usual. Yes. So our audience can get it on a Tuesday. Tuesday morning, if you're this side of the world. Uh, Tuesday evening, if you're down under. But uh, till then. Have a fabulous weekend. Absolutely. Keep enjoying maths, guys. Later. Bye, bye, bye. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com. Indicastreality at gmail.com.